Hey everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and as always I am joined by the very curly-haired Tara. Greetings, citizens. There was a second there where you realized mm -hmm. I was about to use an adjective or two that you were like, am I going to be mad at him for this? And I think <laughs> I successfully navigated the waters and gave you an innocent descriptor. It is very curly. I got new shampoo today. Working. See? See? Clearly I'm noticing. I'm noticing because I mentioned it. So Yeah, well done. We talk about sci-fi movies here. We talk about science fiction films and we do that every week. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about War of the Worlds. You're probably thinking to yourself, wait a minute. But we just did that. We did that last week, exactly. <laughs> However, this is War of the Worlds 2005. This is the Steven Spielberg directed remake. And we're going to get into it. So we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning in the middles before we go into spoilers. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. So, Did you know that there was like a War of the Worlds miniseries right now or this year? Uh, I did. And me and Connor considered checking it out and reviewing it um but it aired early because it's a bbc like co-production or whatever uh so it aired like months ago in the uk and i never saw it mm. but apparently it was like really bad uh so oh, really <laughs> so it, so once once i heard that i was like you know what yeah we don't have to do it we could just we could just back away slowly it's fine i didn't hear that part i just when i was looking up the movie i was like oh there's something more recent and like super popular yeah, movies from the 2000s are annoying me right now because every time I'm watching one, it's making me feel old because War of the Worlds, this, this movie is now 14 years old and it feels mm -hmm. it feels like it just came out. I feel, I feel like the War of the Worlds remake is a few years ago. That's what it feels like. But it's 14 years. Yeah, but we know Dakota Fanning's like a young adult now. So seeing her as a child, it's like, oh yeah, I guess that was a while ago. Yeah, but, but Tom Cruise hasn't aged, and that that. <laughs> so it's, no, he's got that Scientology magic. <laughs> so it's hard to it's hard to quantify these things. It's because there was a there was a weird statistic. Uh, I think this was from earlier this year, maybe last year. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not a Grand Theft Auto player, uh, but I still because they're so big, I sort of I'm aware of them existing and coming out. Right. Um, mm -hmm. We're at a point now where it's been longer since Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out than it had been from the eighties when Vice City came out. Uh, which is insane. Wasn't that PlayStation 3? Two. Tri-City? Two. PlayStation 2. Oh. Yeah. Well, PlayStation 2 feels like a long time ago. Well, it is, but, like, the 80s felt like a long time ago when I was growing up, and that was before we even hit 2000. <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, there's the, has actually been more time since I felt that way than it was at the time since the 80s. I just, I don't know. I'm getting old and it's, it's just. How is the best of us? Not me, but like other people. <laughs> I stay young forever because I use expensive shampoos. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, so I'll simply say, yes, Tara. Yeah. And we, yes. will, we will move on uh, to talk about the world of the worlds. Um, so I guess first thing about this movie um is i did see this i saw this once about i didn't see it in theaters but i saw it like soon after it came out mm. you know like you know maybe a year later maybe less than a year probably it was, it was probably when it was uh hitting cable or whatever 
at the time. Uh, is this one you've seen? I mean, I know you've seen it, but is this one that you've seen like much since? Yeah, I saw it in the theaters, and I hadn't seen it since then. But I remember really liking it when I saw it. Hmm. Yeah. So because it's... of the, I mean, this is like peak disaster movie era. Yeah. And this is a big disaster film, so I went. I I did I did like it when I saw it. Yes, but I guess the the real question is, how do you feel now? I still like it. Okay. I just, <laughs> it's not not great <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's not but you still like it like there's a lot of there's a lot of really great scenes um but as a as a movie goes like the first half i think is like really really good and then like things slow down a bit there and then like the characters have weird <laughs> decisions and <laughs> okay first things first i want to tell people at home that you're not hearing weird things uh i think that's tara's dog like uh drinking some water or licking uh, she's licking my hand licking, uh, yes <laughs> there was some hot tongue action coming from somewhere oh, yeah. yeah uh but that's my girl <laughs> but uh i just wanted to let everyone know because i could hear it in my head and i was like wait a minute i need, I need to acknowledge this people are going to be wondering what oh, the hell that is yeah. uh, if you want to be here i'll show you Oh God! Why? Why are you doing this? Every time you move the camera, bad things start happening. This is this is not good. See, like you're flashing. <laughs> My doggy, she's so sweet. <laughs> yes, but the flashing will persist. Look at it. All right, so I forgot what I was going to say. You've cut. You've completely put me off track. Uh, no, I agree. I agree that there's there's good scenes. There's lots of good moments in this movie. Um, I'm not entirely convinced all of it holds together completely well, um, and mm-hmm. I feel like there's like it's got it's got a kind of a statement here because what it's trying to be essentially is like we're not going to focus on the army, we're not going to focus on the people making decisions or like you know how do we combat the aliens, right? Mm-hmm. We focus on Tom Cruise and his family, his two kids. Quite frankly, they make a lot of changes that you recommended in our last review. Yes, no, they do, and for the most part, I think that's a good thing. Um, but at the same time, there's some weird like oddities that that are there. Uh, for example, despite the fact that like clearly the, the, the feeling this movie wants is to like, okay, we're just following this family, so we're never going to get the big picture. We're only going to follow them, and we're just going to like have them like run into things as they come, and it's going to be this series of just disaster moments after disaster moments, and the the quiet beats in between. It's just going to be that. But mm-hmm. like one of the big things that I'm going to make fun of in this movie is that there's one of the most obnoxiously inserted like exposition dumps I've ever seen. Uh, I'd completely forgotten about this, but randomly about 45 minutes out of the movie, there's like a news reporter van who just like they run into and for some reason this news reporter decides to like give him like a speech and show him like even videotape that they've got like hey look at this and like why are you telling tom cruise this he's just a civilian he's a random person yeah. why are you telling him all these things well he is handsome <laughs> well I, I, yeah if she tried to stick around maybe i'd accept that but no she drives off with her, her van like immediately after uh mm-hmm. like it's just such a awkward it's like and none of it's really that important for us following the story, really. Like, it's all just, like, it's all extra stuff for the sci-fi part of it. But ultimately, we could we could just not know this stuff and it'd be fine. Yeah, and it's after a really, really great set piece, too. Mm. With the airplane. Yeah. So cool. 
So, like, it's kind of weird. Obviously, the disaster stuff, for the most part, works quite well. It does go a bit over the top in moments. There's definitely a couple of moments where I felt like, yeah, you're doing this to do this disaster porn, not because this is the, necessarily the right thing to do in the moment kind of thing. You know? Yeah. I, there's a lot of, like, post-9-11, like, parallels here with uh, with the dust and, like, um, the... Um, I think I, I read that Spielberg was inspired by all like the footage on the ground of the disaster or the terrorist attack mm. and uh, wanted wanted to make this movie from that perspective because all that footage was like uh, a really interesting perspective of uh, of witnessing a disaster. I mean, hell, there's even a line that calls out to the fact that this is kind of a post-9-11 movie. At one point... Uh, Dakota Fanning actually yeah. says, "Is it the terrorists or the terrorists here?" Yeah. She actually says that out loud. So the illusions. Yeah. I think a lot of her character comes from like her living in New York post nine eleven, very recently after two. Mm. Um, I think that's where like her anxiety comes from, also. So I mean that that's very there. It's very in your face. Although just to bring up, because you mentioned there's a lot of like dust and stuff and smoke as they're like running around. I will say the effects in this movie for the most part hold up fairly well. I will say the one thing that doesn't for me, something that's really become a pet peeve of mine when it comes to CG, is the CGI dust and smoke that's in the foreground. It really sticks out to me as being separate from everything underneath it. Uh, and it was a lot of that in this movie, so it was that was kind of bugging mm-hmm. me. Um, I really noticed that. I noticed like the. Like the daylight scenes were like super bright. Well, they were, which I actually don't dislike necessarily. Cause I, I feel like this movie has. I a mean, nice, it was okay. I just noticed it. It has a very gritty kind of like look to it. If if it, it it looks like it's almost like Spielberg intentionally wanted it to look like real footage as opposed to a movie. He mm-hmm. wants it to look like something. No, someone just like captured this like on the camera on on the ground level it's almost like he wanted that feel to it and it has that kind of almost documentary kind of feeling to how it looks at times mm-hmm. uh which i actually think is fine it gives it a distinct feeling that's very different to the original and yeah definitely it, or even just not even just the original tripods this time too that's cool it's, it's very I think, di- the, I think the design of the tripods are awesome it's very different though to even uh i'm still i'm still talking about the look by the way uh, it's very different to even like other movies at the time it doesn't look like other disaster movies that came out in the mid 2000s i actually thought it looked like a lot like a 50s movie (laughs) like a like a 50s alien film except with you know a budget and better effects uh (laughs) maybe it's just the style i don't know something about it like seemed like an older movie than it was i never felt that because there's a lot of handheld and old movies like that don't have handhelds like the original War of the Worlds, like I would almost guess that there's not a frame of handheld camera in that movie, whereas yeah, this movie so. loves the shaky camera. It loves the handheld and the frantic, and the, we're running from things and we're seeing things just barely in the corner of the frame, and we're like, there's, a, there's a lot of that in this. Um, <laughs> and you know, but it, I don't know. I never. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, what it is about it when I was watching it, it just seemed like a, the type of movie that doesn't get made like it doesn't remind me of like black hawk down like that kind of a war film or anything with a lot of handheld mm. and shaky cam stuff like that it still reminded me of like a like an older film but i don't know maybe i'm i don't know maybe i'm seeing things that aren't there <laughs> yeah yeah i i i don't know exactly uh because to, to me it was very 
of its time. Like I, I can see the two thousands all over this, um, for better and worse. Like you know, this is both good and bad that comes with that. Uh, the yeah, the visual style is very distinct though, which is good. Uh, the disaster stuff is very much of the era, and and then it goes over the top because there was definitely points where there was destruction was happening, and it'd be like, it'd be like semi you know uh, like tankers and stuff like flipping and i'm like okay you're going a bit nuts for this just for the the flipping and the you know things blowing up and destruction like like you just you want things happening yeah i mean it wasn't that long ago that we reviewed um the the lost world another spielberg movie and some of the like disaster stuff kind of reminded me like scenes from there a bit Mm. there's one with like a, a train on fire like okay <laughs> and but um i do for the most part like the beginning disaster stuff where everyone's just kind of like frantic and what's that like they're, he's trying to like find his family and get his be like a dad for the weekend <laughs> not get his kids killed until he can pass them back on to his mom is like like all that stuff with the disaster going on around him i thought was really good um i like all the the storm and the lightning effects. I love the design of the ships and when they first show up and uh, it's, it's just later on where things kind of get a bit cheesy and the pacing gets strange. It's like everything before the news, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. news crew team is almost flawless, but everything after that has a lot. It's very simple. It's a very simple idea where the things just start happening and he has to react and chaos yeah. just ensues. And I found myself like really like white knuckled tense and during it, those opening scenes. I mean, it does have the problem where they get just too lucky too often. Like you know, it has that thing where it's constantly like they're just cause, yeah, cause, like cause, people are like getting turned to dust like all around them, but not not Tom Cruise. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know like and it's fine to a point, but there's definitely like by the time we get to the end of the movie, there's been like so many situations where he's just luckily not been the one that's targeted or he's just luckily been the one that's in the right spot you know for yeah. to not to die and don't get me wrong that's fine you want to make it feel like it's dangerous and it could happen at any time but we but we also know he's not going to die like i mean maybe towards the end maybe you know i mean it doesn't obviously i mean we're not in spoilers yet but it's, it's possible theoretically in a movie like this that maybe the hero dad will sacrifice himself to save the kids or something and and mm-hmm. like the final big last hurrah but not in the opening act not like we're, you know we're going to do that <laughs> Uh, well no but i don't know i was still like the the car chase in the beginning where he's in the van and like going through traffic that stuff was really good like a really tense scene even with the screaming children (laughs) yes screaming children um i will say some of the character like choices and decisions in the second half do make me scratch my head a little bit (laughs) um there's some stuff yeah there's like a weird character just all of a sudden they want to do this and that's yeah, the only the, thing they want to do and they just ignore everything the, else around them the, te- like, the teenage really? son is is pretty bad in this movie uh because he doesn't I make think, a ho- I, I don't think it's like the actor's fault even no, though I know he's no, not I, a loved actor i think it's just poorly written yeah i'm not saying the actor that is bad i'm saying the just conceptually what he's doing is doesn't make much sense he has this really weird notion that to join the army, all you have to do is run up and jump on one of the army trucks, and that's you. You're in the army. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. I mean, yeah, they do take volunteers, but you still have to like go through training. <laughs> it's not just 
oh, you want to volunteer? Here's a gun. <laughs> yeah, also, he's like under 18, right? He's like 16, 17, supposedly. He's still in high I school. Guess. He's got a paper yeah. to hand in. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell because they said they pay for his school. So I guess maybe he goes to a private school then or, yeah, I was thinking or college. Those are the two options. Uh, no, I, I think it's a private high school. Uh, just, for some reason, the way he was, it didn't strike me as college aged. I think he was being played purely as high school aged. Um, I mean, as much. Yeah, I guess it, if he was college and like his dad had visitation rights and he didn't want to go, then he would have the power to say, "I'm not going. I'm an adult." Oh, exactly. Yeah, you don't need visitation rights for an 18 year old. Like <laughs> once they're 18, yeah. they can just choose to come or not. Uh, yeah. So it must be like private school then. Yeah, uh, which the stepdad pays for, as they point out. Uh, so it's um, some weird beats like that throughout. Um, the ending, despite the fact that I like the original War of the Worlds had kind of the same ending, right? And as much as I like in theory what the ending's doing, I don't think it works completely well in either movie. <laughs> like both, both it feels kind of like, oh okay, Deus Ex Machina, <laughs> there is it's fine. Um, and what's strange is, is they've got Morgan Freeman doing narration at the start and the end, and it's mimicking mm-hmm. kind of what the original movie did. Although notably in this one, it doesn't cut to like actual surface shots of like Venus and Mars, and you know, even Jupiter. No, no, but it does cut to a shot of Earth, and then the Earth kind of turns red, and but instead of it being red from Mars, it's red because of what the aliens are going to do to it and stuff like that. But it's it, it still has like a space shot, like. We didn't know that we were being watched and then it would have like scenes of people in different cultures and stuff like that. I don't know. Do you not remember? No, I don't remember. It still was very reminiscent of the, the last movie. No, I said it was in the style of, but I just said notably it doesn't do the surface shots of all these other planets because it knows it's all bullshit. <laughs> so it, oh, it, yeah, yeah. it wasn't going we to. We don't have like the, yeah, the volcanoes on Venus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, or the colonies on Mars. Actually, no, I believe but it was, they're not Martians in this. No, 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 no. It wasn't volcanoes on Venus. Venus actually has volcanoes. It was volcanoes on Jupiter, which is why it was extremely stupid. I don't remember. We let we we had the conversation like three days ago. <laughs> yeah, we actually record these episodes pretty close to each other this time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, weird. But uh, so yeah, but what the point I was making though is that at the end when he's doing the narration, he you know he once again says something about oh you know God put the, this thing here, and I'm like, this feels really weird in this movie. Like, there's been nothing in the movie thematically to kind of lead to his little speech at the end, the, the way it kind of comes across. You mean the Morgan Freeman one? Yeah, the Morgan Freeman speech. Well, it's the exact same speech because it's taken from the book. Yeah, okay, but still, it's not justified in the movie. I don't care if it's from the book. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like you have to justify it in the in the work itself. You can't just oh, it matches the book, therefore it's valid. That's not. It's not true at all. Like if the movie, if the movie's changed enough that it doesn't make sense, then you can't just use it. Well, this adaptation, I think, isn't it more faithful? I mean, with the exception of the time era. I have no idea. It- I've, I've never read the book. Um, but I mean, regardless, I mean, it may be more faithful. It may not be, but like, I, I don't feel like the speech at the end that Morgan Freeman gives matches the tone or anything that happens in this movie. I don't. I also don't really love the the alien design. Is that spoilery? <laughs> I don't think it's spoilery to say that there's alien designs. 
<laughs> and it... Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I thought they would look cooler. They kind of look like the um, the aliens in um, Independence Day. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But like smaller, or like the queen, the alien queen, but like smaller. <laughs> yeah, they're not that inspired. Um, the honestly, I feel like the uh, even the ships for me, I wasn't like completely in love with it because as much as obviously it looks more realistic t- to the original film like i feel like the original film i can i can picture the the, the, the ships or the you know the, the tripods in my head really easily i can picture what they're like and it's really distinct and this movie well they're not tripods they're like swan shaped sure like a cobra head thing which you know makes an appearance in this film too but yeah. the i like the look of the tripods in this movie <laughs> And they had all those different Cobra attachments that made it look organic. Um, I just didn't care for the alien design. I don't know. Like, the hand is okay. Whatever. When you see the hand. Bleh. But. Yeah. It, it, it <laughs> like was just. I don't know. It was just something kind of like. Like, I never got a good look at the head of it. You know? Like, the, the tripods. Like, I never got a good look to really get the shape of it. It always kind of felt like I was seeing it from an angle. So, that I never really. Like, uh, I guess it's true. I mean, because we are seeing it from the ground. Yeah. So, so I. I uh, there's I, a pretty good scene on the hill where you can see them coming over. There's like three of them. At one point. Yeah. Yeah. One small clip. It's, it's kind of it's of this era though where everything had to be kind of gray and dull. Like that was kind of the the the. Like we're not allowed to have any kind of design. I mean, don't get me wrong. It kind of fits the color palette of the movie. Like I, I can't really complain that much about it. Um. But it left me feeling like, okay, these aren't iconic designs that are going to stick out and people are going to remember that well. They felt kind of like, yeah, they work for the movie, but they, they, they're they not something that everyone's going to be like putting on posters and t-shirts and stuff uh, kind of thing. Uh, which Yeah, I guess. I just didn't really like the designs of the last film very much. So uh, maybe I, I like that they're tripods in this one. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Uh, so, and that they're so big, they're like uh, massive. We should probably talk about the car. I mean, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. Uh, his character is kind of a dick. <laughs> like he's, yeah, he's a bad dad. He's a bad dad. Although he's not. Like this is the thing. I actually, even though he's a bad dad, I do think there was a little bit of unjustified, uh, like grief going his way early on in the I, film. I think I do find him sympathetic because y- you can tell he's really trying. Mm-hmm. And his kids just resent him too much. Yeah, uh, to not let the his try and like. Well, not even not even free. the kid, not even the kids. Like before that, like with the with the you know the mom and the stepdad, uh, like they're mad at him for being a little bit late, right? He's like thirty minutes late. Yeah. Right, and they're mad at him for it, and. Now, whether that you believe that he thought it was 30 minutes earlier and he just got the time wrong or, or whatever, fine, whatever. But, this is the thing, it's not like he comes rolling in after being out, like, all night with, with friends or, or whatever, right? He, he was, no, he came right from work. He came right from work, which he, and we actively see him fight his, like, boss to not give him, like, this extra shift or whatever over the weekend so that he can still hang out with his kids. And... They give him like so much shit for it. And I'm just, I'm just kind of like they give him a little. I say so much shit. They give him a look. They, they give him a sort of like, yeah, okay. Heard us before, like yeah, it, like I think it's more of like a you don't respect us enough to get the time right. Yeah, there's, there's an attitude, but I'm like, 
to be fair, he he did just come from like he came straight here from work. Like, like you can, I think he's even though he's like not very good at being a, a dad, like he's still sympathetic when yeah. you watch him. And even his kids are like they're a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's sympathetic to a point. There's definitely some uh, peanut butter related outbursts, which felt a bit, uh, you know, childish. For lack of a better, I don't know. I like that scene. Lack of a better word. Um, I'm so. <laughs> I, I like most of the scenes with the with the kids and the family, like in the first half, and then in the second half, it's like, why are they making this decision? I, why are they so dumb? I'm okay <laughs> with a lot of it. I I do think that uh, Spielberg went a bit far with the peanut butter thing because after he throws the peanut butter like bread at the the window and it's kind of sliding down the window there's like a really dramatic shot looking at the reflection of the window with the peanut butter sandwich kind of sliding down like in the mm-hmm. foreground and i just felt like all right spielberg you're, you're overdoing it a little bit <laughs> really <laughs> yeah no, i didn't think so it's a little bit I, too I mean, much he was frustrated and i was frustrated for him because his kids were just like no no no, no. i'm not talking not about... getting that he's trying no i'm not talking <laughs> about the act of doing it i'm talking about the way it's shot the peanut butter sandwich sliding down the window yeah but it's like he's shooting a reflection of tom cruise on the window and the peanut butter sandwich is in the foreground of the reflection going down like it was this really dramatic shot as if to really emphasize how important the peanut butter sandwich sliding down the window was i don't know it just it was a bit on the nose and cheesy for me okay i liked it okay all right i just i thought it was a bit much that's all i'm saying i like uh i like a lot of the I don't know. I like a lot of the family scenes, which I'm I'm sure people don't because the kids are irritating. But I think it's important that they're irritating in the beginning, and in the end they're irritating because I don't know. The son like goes into a trance a couple times when he sees like military people, and you're like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I like. I really like um, there's a there's one scene with Dakota Fanning's in like the back of a car and she's confused as to what's going on and like she starts welling up and she's like about to burst into tears and uh, that scene like really got me emotionally. Yeah, her acting for the most part is pretty good. There's one scene in this though that I think she's terrible in um, and I don't know if it's her fault. I honestly think it's her fault but uh, I mean she's great. She's always been great even when she was little. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then Tim Robbins has a role in here, which we can't really talk about too much until spoilers. But uh, you know, we we have Morgan. It's not my favorite part. We have Morgan Freeman narrated. We've got Tim Robbins. It's almost like a sequel to Shawshank, just almost, yeah, <laughs> in a weird way. Alien showed up, um, but yeah. So I I think we'll uh, we'll give the spoiler warning and we can start. Talk- you know, David Harbour is in this cast too, but. I didn't see him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see him either. And he'll be so so much younger that it may be hard to spot. Although, who I did spot, actually, was... Uh, I don't know the actor's name, but uh, uh, one of the guys that Tom Cruise talks to in the street early on as everything's kind of starting to happen uh, uh, plays Renee and Arrow 
Uh, he's been in all things. But he, was, he was in Mr. Robot as well in season one. So, all right. Full spoilers then for for War of the Worlds 2005. Before we start the spoiler section, though, uh, let me take this time to thank you, our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hest. Uh, Patreon producers are $20 or above patrons over at patreon.com slash TV. Tara, why don't you tell everyone about Patreon? Yeah. Well, you just gave the address, patreon.com slash TV. You don't have to donate 20 bucks. Uh, if you get just $1 donated, then you can check out our library of bonus movies. You'll get that for the dollar. It's uh, Time Cop, uh, Judge Dredd, um, uh, Transfers, Robo Vampire, all the good stuff that you would watch on Mystery Science Theater. So check it out. <laughs> Uh, also, you never said Transfer Saga, which really caught me off the guard. The Transfer Saga. Also, yeah. you sounded so upset that I'd said the address before I had it I mean, over to I you. have, I have like a script in my, <laughs> in my mind. Which is why you, you acknowledged that I said it already and then said it again anyway, because otherwise it would throw you off. <laughs> it's fine. You can never reiterate... I'm, I don't yes and, okay? Uh, okay. Well, you can never reiterate the address too many times it's fine patreon.com slash mailfuzz tvs good to know that's right that's patreon.com slash mailfuzz tv uh, yeah. i don't know if i did it a fourth time that was maybe a bit much tara calm down oh come on <laughs> <laughs> all right so phil spoilers for war of the worlds the movie let me say it starts with the morgan freeman intro with the the uh it going to the, the the traffic light you know from the red planet to whatever um and we're interested tom cruise he's late the wife is pissed at him or the ex-wife i should say is pissed at him um and you know the the kids are still sharing the room which is kind of weird because he's like 17 the, the 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 boy and the girl's like 10 uh you know so which is important those ages are important for later because uh, tom cruise brings up a very good point uh when arguing with his son later <laughs> uh so yeah so we see that you know tom cruise is kind of a dick but he's trying and the kids you know the the son's definitely a dick as well clearly it comes runs in the family uh <laughs> daughter's d- doing her best to to be okay with it um but uh did you get a kick out of uh when he wakes up because he, he tells the, the daughter to order food because for dinner because he has, he has nothing in the kitchen and he tries some of what she ordered and he's like, what the hell is this? And she's like, it's hummus. I got it from the health place. And I thought of Tara <laughs> during this scene. <laughs> I do love hummus. Yes. But most people like hummus. I bet Tom Cruise likes hummus. He just wasn't <laughs> expecting it. So it was like, beans? I don't like beans. I thought there's cheese or something. I've never had hummus. I have no, I have no opinion on hummus. But... It's chickpeas. It's chickpeas and like tahini blended together delicious i kind of what tahini is what is tahini they are ground up sesame seeds <laughs> okay uh look hummus is not a thing here okay i've never I've never seen hummus as an option never it's tried like it mediterranean indian maybe i'm not sure all right well dakota fanning likes hummus uh in the That's movie why. and uh the teenage boy is missing tom cruise is pissed about it he goes outside uh, and right around then this is when the first big stuff starts happening because there's uh, lightning storms and it's it's weird because the storm is blowing towards the middle of the you know the wind is blowing towards the storm you know it's like blowing in the way 
to the epicenter, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. And there's these weird lightning strikes, and you know what's about to happen because Tom Cruise, because because Dakota Fanning's getting scared, and Tom Cruise is like, "Hey, don't worry, the, that lightning was really close, but it never strikes <laughs> in the same place twice." And as soon as he says that again. <laughs> Because of course it does. He's like, all right, let's get inside. Yeah. <laughs> they both hide under the table. Uh, this, is all, relate. this is also why he's a terrible dad, because his daughter's getting scared, and he's like, oh, this is cool, isn't it? Yeah, let's just stay out here and watch the lightning. <laughs> like, it, it takes like him almost being struck by lightning himself before he goes, you know what? Yeah, it's probably, yeah, we should probably get inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> should probably just go in. Uh, so... He leaves her inside and goes searching for answers in the street and there's just like people walking around and all the cars are broken down um, and he suggests a fix to like, the mechanic who works down the street uh, which is notable for later uh, and he ends up mm-hmm. in the town square, he's got a couple of sort of local guys that he knows and they're, they're checking things out um, and, it's, and it really does have that feeling of everyone in the community is just kind of like looking for what's, what's just happened, like something's happened nearby and they all come to this this place where there's, like, there's a hole in the ground and we get the big scene of like the, you know it's, the concrete starts crumbling and it sort of implodes mm-hmm. and then eventually obviously the tripod comes out uh for the most part this there's a really cool scene of a church like splitting in half and it's starting to rotate yeah it's, it's almost like it's on a perfect disc as well it's just, it starts mm-hmm. circling it's almost like a uh what's the like thing? a lazy susan <laughs> or something yeah uh, yes yeah I, but uh the visuals here are pretty good uh i i like i say the church is is pretty nice uh the the concrete sort of splitting is pretty good um mm-hmm. it has that disaster movie thing where it almost feels like it's following tom cruise so he's just constantly running into it uh so yeah. you, if you have to forgive that a little bit but other than that this is all pretty solid stuff um i do like that they brought the death beams back and that once the tripod's up it just starts beaming people into dust to the point where yeah. tom cruise actually gets covered in dust like he's got covered in like human dust yeah yeah but there's a lot and that of... was the thing from like uh from from 9-11 too when people were like covered in dust all, all the time and um <clears throat> like the the trauma of just being covered in like dust and uh not human remains in this case but just like the death of everything and what that represented and then but for tom cruise it was actual just human remain dust that he had covered in him so when he goes home and they're like what's that stuff on you and he like freaks out and jumps in the shower with his clothes on or whatever and it's like it's like he's not realized yet until until he's asked like he's not really he's he's too busy like running for survival to notice that he's covered in human dust until yeah yeah. He, he has a moment to kick, slow down uh but all this is handheld there's a lot of like trying to run around corners there's running through the, the department store at one point uh, uh but it's still beaming people and this is where it's a little bit like okay it's, it's literally hitting people on either side of him but it just doesn't go for him like there's no reason why he should be immune to this uh so which is fine to a point because it's like, okay it's just luck right because it seems to be picking people at random mm-hmm. he's, he just got lucky uh so yeah we see this in like war movies all the time oh sure yeah yeah um people getting picked off around the, our main guy but our main guy makes it through yeah so you just have to accept that it happens in movies uh but <laughs> it, it, it did stick out to me a little bit in this because it's, it happens all all the way through the movie <laughs> like he's just constantly not being targeted or grabbed or or whatever it seems like he is being targeted because they keep following him everywhere he goes okay he's being targeted 
<laughs> he's being targeted to to be to, to scare him. Like they want to sc- they want to scare him, <laughs> but they don't actually want to kill him yet. Um, they're playing with their their food, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should I put it that way? Uh, yes. So he he gets home. He, the teenage son does show up again right about here, and he's like, "No, we need to go. Pack food, pack stuff. We're leaving." And he steals the car that the mechanic was working on because his suggestion to fix it worked. So they've got the one working car in the vicinity. And the mechanic tries to argue with him, but he gets zapped. And he's like, poof, he's gone. He's, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tom Cruise is driving his family around all these parked cars. I say, well, not even parked. They're just, they're just stopped. <laughs> they're just stopped in yeah, the road. Yeah, everything's stalled. Anything it's... electronic doesn't work anymore. So even just... their watches have all stopped. So he's just zigzagging. He's just zigzagging around. Uh and I don't remember them bringing up the watches in this movie, but I, I very clearly remember the scene in the original where they like the all because that, that's basically one of the big things they had. It was, it was almost the big set piece in the original. Like, oh, our watches have all stopped. Oh, this is very weird. Oh, watches all stopped. Yeah. yeah, it's when Tom Cruise is like he opens the fridge and then he checks like uh, the phone, the flip mm. phone he has, and then when he opens the flip phone, he checks his watch and he's like, oh, the watches also stopped. Yeah, Keep yeah. Up in my monitor. <laughs> uh, so. They, they're driving and there's a whole thing where Dakota Fanning's screaming uh, she doesn't know what's happening uh, I think this is around about the time that scene that you like I think it's when the mechanics it's, it's arguing it's the when they're taking the van yeah, yeah. When, when the mechanics arguing with, with uh, Tom Cruise and she doesn't understand why her dad is put her in this car why he's yeah. trying to steal it because to be fair Tom Cruise is telling them to get in he's like no get in let's go like seriously uh, and it's only when the mechanic doesn't like is not willing to do that he's like well shut the door then leave us alone <laughs> like go away uh, but he, he does actually try to offer to take him with them uh, yeah. to be fair so uh, it's not really the mechanic's van anyway like he's like this is for a customer like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're gonna die if you don't get in this van yeah uh, so they're basically they're on their way to uh, you know their their mum's house with a stepdad uh, of course, their mum and stepdad aren't there because they're in in Boston visiting, you know, their grandparents. Uh, so they end up at their house, uh, and there's no one there. Uh, this is where we get the, the infamous peanut butter scene, uh, where Tom Cruise is making them peanut butter sandwiches, and Dakota Fanning's like, "I'm allergic to peanuts." And he's like, "Since when? Birth." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think funny. there's a lot of just built up frustration that he's he's trying to do. He's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to be a good dad, but he just doesn't have the basics down. And his kids already don't really see him as res- respectable, so it's hard for them to respect him now when he needs them to oh, listen to him. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a running thing throughout the movie that you know there's various points with Dakota Fanning. Like goes to hug her brother instead of her dad for like safety. Oh, yeah. You know, it happens a lot throughout the movie. Um, actually, I don't remember when she's it... freaking out in the back of the van. They do this like ritual thing mm. because she gets claustrophobic. He says, "I don't know if it's before they get to the house or after they get to the. No, it must be before. No, no, because still in the car afterwards, so it could be after as well. Uh, but I'll mention it here. It's the scene where they stop because she needs to pee, and probably one of my yeah. favorite moments of the whole movie is when she goes to like, the side of a river. And we just see like all the dead bodies floating down the river. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's the glistening. It's because the really harsh daylight's glistening on them. It's just it's really kind of horrific and kind of like 
it's probably the mm-hmm. best sort of like atmosphere the movie ever gets is this moment um it's although, very yeah it's very like oh yeah there's spielberg <laughs> although, you're good at this stuff i mean i mean there's an answer to this but i i'll just throw out here that i've thought of this is that technically speaking uh the aliens don't really leave bodies behind so um obviously these could be collateral bodies from like a plane crash or something like there could be a number of things why this sure, yeah yeah uh, but I, I guess it's worth pointing out that technically speaking, the, there shouldn't necessarily be a lot of dead bodies because the aliens either vaporize them or, as we see later, kidnap for uh, Well, they also, like, processing. destroy a bridge. I mean, like yeah. you said, it could just be bodies from from that. Like, who knows? Yeah, if, if it feels weird to say collateral because it's not really collateral in the sense and that they're just killing everyone, but, uh, you know, not, not direct kills, more just, you know, people who have died in the, mm-hmm. the carnage. Uh, so I mean it's explainable but I'm just you know it was something I just thought of as I was saying that I liked that moment I'm like yeah but technically there shouldn't be bodies uh, given the yeah no I I thought of the same thing when I watched that part like this is cool but I thought they vaporized the victims but then we see later on like people drowning so there's a lot of damage that happens that is not directly from the laser heat ray beams so that said though that's one of my favorite moments of the movie one of my least favorite moments of the movie comes right after that moment, uh, where it's and this is the scene where I think Dakota Fanning, uh, and, and nicely her fault, but the, the, her character just yells over and over again at the dad as the dad and, and uh, brother are fighting with each other, and he's like mm-hmm. saying how they should go find the army and try and help or whatever, because um, I, I think they see like a truck go by in the distance or something like that. Um, uh, I think a truck goes by on the road when, yeah. when he picks her up. And they go back to the van, and then you can see all the like yeah. National Guard people coming through. So it's just, I don't know if, again. I don't know if it's this scene because there's like a few of these arguments in the movie, so they all kind of blur together. But uh, like you know, the, the the older brother's like, "Oh, we should do something. We shouldn't be a coward like you and try to run. We should be helping." And Tom Cruise rightly points out, "What you want your ten year old sister to help join the fight?" <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, that's a pretty valid point. Your younger sister can't really help that much. I mean, you technically are still slightly too young yourself, but okay, you're in the ballpark. Fair enough. You're you're big enough that you think you can help. Your ten year old sister's petrified. She's crying and screaming and like pissing the bed at night. She she is like, she can't help. She she's she yeah. needs to be taken care of. Uh, yeah, so. and clearly um, the dad is not the one to do it at yes. this point anyway. So that, that's just probably the biggest problem in the movie for me is every single time this came up that the brother wanted to go like help and be in the army, um, every single time it was like the worst scenes in the movie because it just made no <laughs> sense. It makes no every goddamn time it's sense. Just like, why, why, um, where does this come from? Like, there's no, there's nothing about his character that says that he's this type of person. Yeah, and even though I would buy that this would develop over time if there was some sort of long like conflict going on, but the aliens arrived and attacked, and this is like the 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 same day or the next day. Like there's like he should still be in shock and just terrified of everything right now. This this should not be. There are scenes where he goes like, like into a trance, like catatonic, yeah. while he's watching, and his dad's like screaming in his ear, and he's like. No, I'm just gonna stare. That, he 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 acts like he's someone who. Like the war's been going on for ten years, and they took and his parents were killed at the start of the war. So now he's like determined to be a part of it. Like that's that's what yeah, it feels like. Or like, I don't know. Maybe it's it's like the you you hear about soldiers who were shamed for not joining, 
or like people are like uh, like World War One when adults or like women saw like young men walking around. They're like, why are you not in the army helping us fight or whatever? And they're like, well, I'm only 16. Like that didn't stop my 16 year old or whatever, <laughs> like, stuff like that. But I don't know. He it just seems to. He he just seems like such a a a different type of character than that. Like there's nothing about him that says I need to be proactive because all he does is like listen to music in his bedroom, yeah. and I don't know, like I, sometimes I, play catch with his dad. Yeah, when he's forced to play catch with his dad, and they <laughs> intentionally start throwing it so hard at each other to hurt each other's hands that Tom Cruise puts like it through the window. Though uh well this, this, this kind of shows how much of a shitty daddy is though is that okay i get the angsty teenager being a dick here but the fact that he tries to keep it basically it's as if they're both teenagers and he's trying to one-up each other i'm like you're the dad you're supposed to be the one that says no stop being immature but no instead he starts trying to lob it back just as hard as he is I'm like we try to take off his head yeah until his son just dodges the ball and lets it yeah. go through a window that was fun yeah <laughs> uh so yeah, so at the house anyway, and they go in the basement, uh, which ended up being a really good idea by Tom Cruise actually. Whatever, <laughs> once the uh, the events of the night play out, uh, and also, which also mentioned Tom Cruise has a gun. He got a gun out of a lockbox uh, before they left his place, uh, and he's kind of hiding that on him. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of lights and shaking in the middle of the night, and everyone gets scared. And uh, it's a pretty effective uh, little sequence where you don't really know what's going on. You just hear a lot of noise. Like you think it might just be mm-hmm. the aliens, may just be the tripods. But it does seem different, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not until the morning when he gets up. And what I loved about this is when he comes out through the house and half the house is missing, the way it plays is that he comes up the stairs and then you don't see that anything's missing yet. You just see the wind hitting his hair, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's t- turned into like a sitcom set where the front's just missing. And then he, it's not until the camera pulls back that you see, like, oh no, this is just complete destruction. There's, there's an airplane wheel there, and there's like you know a bit of fuselage over there. Yeah. You know. They got a real seven forty seven. Like they bought it from the like airplane graveyard, and had to like chop it up into three chunks in order to, you know, ship it to where they needed it to go, and that's why it's chopped up. Um, and. And now, if you want to see that, you can go to Universal Studios Hollywood, and they have that whole set just right there. You drive through it in the on the Hollywood tour. It's pretty cool to see in person, and it's enormous. Mm. I mean, the scale is represented pretty well in the in this shot too, though. Oh it's yeah. Cool. I mean, there's nothing that beats practical, you know, sets like that. Yeah, I, I don't think you actually realize how big airplane wheels are until there's someone standing next to them. And it's like, oh, the wheels <laughs> yeah. are that big? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's just, it's a fun bit of set design, I guess, if you want to call it that. I mean, <laughs> they're outside, yeah. but, like, you know, they, 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 they dress the street with a plane, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Uh, but, of course, this is where the reporters show up, and she's, like, talking to him, and he's asking questions. He's like, oh, they're all over the planet. Because at this point, Tom Cruise thinks there's only one. It's not until she says that there's, you know, they're in different cities. He's like, wait, there's more than one? <laughs> it's like, shit. Yeah. Uh, but 
the, the, the part where I thought it got really egregious though is when she pulls out like a videotape and says here watch this and like slows <laughs> down the footage so that you can see in the lightning that there's something riding the lightning down into the ground to where the, the devices yeah. the tripods are already and it's there something that we've already sort of speculated because um, when Tom Cruise was driving I know he has a character name I don't remember it when Tom Cruise was driving oh, yes. his kids in the van he was kind of talking to himself mumbling like I think they came down in the lightning like the 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 machines were buried already, but something came down in the lightning to operate the machine, and now we get like the confirmation of that. But I don't think we really needed it. Like I like the speculation yeah, still. It's just it's such a it's like a five minute section. It's just such a generic cheesy cliche movie scene, and I'm like you don't need this. This is dragging it down. Yeah, I think everything from here kind of. I don't know. Like, it's okay. There are some good scenes still, but even the bad scenes have, like, some good stuff in them. It's just, uh, it's not as tight. Like, the first half of the movie, I think, is really tight. It's a really tight disaster film. Yeah. Uh, so, they eventually get the car taken from them. Uh, we have the angry mob scene, and there was kind of, like, a hint of the angry mob stuff towards the end of the, the original movie. So, they've got yeah. it in here to a point. I like this scene, too. Uh, this scene, I, I like most of it actually. I I think the uh, there's like one or two bits that are kind of weird to me in the sense that so basically like no one else has got a working car, so this mob kind of like you know grabs the car and like you know is around it, and they actually pull everyone out through the windows and this except except the daughter, uh, Dakota Fanning, still in the the back of the car. Um, yeah, I think she's the only one who had her seatbelt on. Yeah, so oh well, that might not be true, but she was. Harder to get to, I guess. I don't know. She was in the middle. She was in the middle of the back, so she wasn't as you know uh, yeah. there. Uh, but the scene where like some someone puts a hole in the windshield and then they're like clawing at the glass to open it up, I'm like, Oof. it's like a zombie film. It's very visceral, yeah. Uh, the the question, I mean, I guess it just answers itself because people are the worst and just stupid, like yeah. But there there is this kind of weird idea here where i thought to myself yeah okay what if you get the car though there's like 50 people like what are you gonna do with it <laughs> like, there's 50 of you uh well, you know what's your plan uh of course there's no plan and of course uh when tom cruise pulls out his gun to sort of get the mob back back again uh a second guy has a gun and yeah this is america they probably should have been a lot more guns yeah and insists <laughs> that he's going to take the car and tom cruise just begs they can get his daughter out and he's like yeah sure mm-hmm. um but of course another guy picks up the gun that tom cruise like threw down uh, when he when he was being held up and as the car's going away slowly you just hear gunshots and clearly the, the, you know the two people with guns are sh- you know sh- you know the, the one guy shot the driver and he's going to try and take mm-hmm. the car but you know nothing's nothing's happy everything's crumbling society is crumbling and people are just fighting for the one lifeline they think they can get uh yeah which of course is then shown even more so with the boat scene which is pretty soon after this Mm -hmm. Uh, because we get yeah the mob scene was really good it was really tense and it just you know shows the ugliness of humanity sometimes in disasters and uh i think we saw the scene coming when he said we have only we have the one working van in this area and people mm-hmm. are going to want it um but i i like the scene still no i, I did too i i think uh I, I almost wish there was more kind of a gradual escalation to it uh 
It happens really quickly, yeah. Yeah, where, you know, where, where they drive... Like, it's not even so much that I want more in this scene itself, just, like, I don't know, like maybe the hints of like people starting to act, you know, selfish and violent or something, like, you know, like the idea that this loot mentality, this mob mentality was kind of building, uh, maybe, mm. maybe like a sort of less extreme encounter before this to sort of get us there in a couple of steps. I don't know. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's a minor complaint. I'm not Because the scene is actually pretty well done. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we need that. Because it, for the most part, they're just driving through empty land until they get to some kind of city or some kind of area where people are all crowding into, I think because the ferry is nearby. And then once they get there, that's when the mob happens. Well, just write a scene where they're not going through empty land. Movie's pretty long. Cut out the reporter bit. <laughs> I don't know. So, your, your, your counterpoint to what I said was, well, they're, they're doing this. And I'm like, well, just don't write it that way. Write <laughs> right, right, right a scene in where it's not that. Yeah, but the scene is fine. Like, I don't think we need anything gradual. Uh, okay, fine. We'll move on, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, so, uh, yeah, the boat scene comes up next. Uh, there's a weird bit here where Tom Cruise meets someone that he knows who's got her own kid there, uh, mm-hmm. and it's I guess it's kind of to make us care a little bit when they can get on the boat. Uh, but ultimately, I, I don't know how much it really added to the, the scene itself. But the the, the gist here is that everyone's trying to get onto this ferry, uh, and everyone's calm and they're getting on sort of slowly. But of course, eventually, some tripods are kind of, you know coming uh mm-hmm. and it becomes this mob thing where the people on the board are like okay we have to just move now to if we've got any chance of surviving and they close you know bring up the uh the what do you what do you even call it the the bit the the, the sort of the the ramp that sort of goes up to form the back wall of the ferry the the drop yes. bridge the drop ramp the drop i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know about even though I lived on one for like three years. Yeah, you were in a goddamn navy. You should know what this is called. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't a boatswain's mate. <laughs> <laughs> so. The bridge? It's not the bridge. The bridge is where the the, the, the captain and the controls are. The bridge are. of the boat? <laughs> don't, don't make this more complicated than it needs to be, Tara. Come on now. It's probably the engine room. The mast? Oh, <laughs> you'd be such a dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so uh, now a big scene, lots of swimming. I mean, literally, the boat kind of topples on top of Tom Cruise and that as they're in the water, and they have to sort mm-hmm. of go down and sort of swim and yada yada yada. Uh, big disaster scene because obviously they think they're safe on the boat, but then there's a tripod in the water, which makes them tip. Mm-hmm. it's the whole thing see all the bodies in the water yep yep that's how they get in the water yep we, oh, we have to assume this happened to another boat earlier on yes yes, yes. up river up river <laughs> yes that makes a lot of sense uh so yeah after after this they kind of get to the point where there's just like soldiers and stuff fighting on a hill um and this is right before the tim the Tim Robbins uh, section, mm-hmm. uh, but th- this is when the brother decides to join the army. 
where he just <laughs> he, he 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 can't he can't be held held back like he just he's like there's, there's a there's a up of soldiers and like troops and and you know vehicles yeah. and stuff in the hill and they're all firing into the yeah. distance and he's like I, I have to go be with them and he just runs and Tom Cruise has to leave the coat of fire like by a tree he's like yeah you stay here don't move and he has to go and tackle the sun <laughs> he's like no what are you doing you can't do this and the weirdest part of this scene to me and what makes it really really bad is that the scene kind of ends with the son saying like look I need to do this you have to let me do this and Tom yeah. Cruise is basically he's, like, he's Steve Trevor said huh and Tom Cruise is like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> like what so no no you wouldn't let your teenage son go and just run off with the army like i mean what does he think is going to happen <laughs> they're going to hand him a helmet and like a gun and just be like all oh, right you're you're with us now son uh <laughs> yeah it's so it's so strange i mean we see the son like help people get onto the boat like he has like a moment of trying to be a hero mm. And then he follows it up with just, I'm going to abandon my father and my kid sister and join uh, a losing battle. Yes. Because of reasons. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, once, once again, it's not really much of a war. It's more of a, a, a just a, a, an invasion and de- you know decimation <laughs> than it is. Than it's yeah. All. Like, it, it's not like the, the army or National Guard, whoever we're watching, it's not like they've made any progress. Like, we don't yeah. see them actually take anything down. Well, no, because they actually tell us that they have force fields. We don't get to see it really that much. We, we, get, yeah. it, we get to see it a little bit later with a grenade that Tom Cruise throws, but we don't like we don't have the scenes like the original where the army are shooting and, you know, firing missiles yeah, at them. They don't have the glass thing over yeah. the model. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> but, like, yeah, like you say, so the brother has the moment where, like, there's people hanging off the boat and he, like, you know, climbs up to help them out and Tom Cruise kind of is watching and he sort of, he's almost, like, impressed. He's like, oh, my son's kind of a yeah. hero. Uh, and I guess that's supposed to justify why he's willing to let him go during this scene, but I'm like, look, it doesn't matter how much of a hero he is. If it, this is your 17-year-old son, you're not going to just let him do this. But it, uh, to me, it almost played... Not like, when you have your sister there, too, yeah. or your daughter there, too, and you need help with her. It's, it, it, the funny thing is, it's because of that, because I didn't buy the, the good reason to let him go. All I could think was, is the only reason why he's going to let him go is because he's going to keep trying to do this, and it's going to be actually a detriment to the survival. And the best way to help save his daughter now is to just not have to be burdened with trying to keep him on a leash the entire time that might have been like an interesting angle (laughs) yeah or it's just like okay well i'll I'll just save one of you then the one that i can pick up (laughs) the one who's not as mean to me (laughs) the one that doesn't break my window steal my car (laughs) oh dear uh so he so they're running away from the the tripods everything chaos is happening there's actually like a couple who almost take uh dakota fanning they don't believe that her dad's just over there and they think she's on her own so they're going to take her yeah uh, well intentioned don't get me wrong it's not that the women's trying to kidnap her <laughs> she just genuinely thinks this this little girl's in danger and on her own uh yeah and but you know which i guess works it kind of goes to what i just said where he's kind of picking which one he has to save because he has to go back to her uh yeah but i i don't know it's just like everything with the son wanting to go and help with the fight is just so weird so <laughs> weird it is it's just 
It's unfortunate. Like, I, I think a lot of this movie, because so many of the scenes are really, really good. I think this movie has a lot of potential to be like a, a like a really great version adaptation of this story. But it's just the little things like this that are, I don't know, they're it's, just tough to comprehend. It's not like, it's not like, uh, you know, and like Starship Troopers or Star Wars where, you know, the, the main character wants to go join up and help fight. Because and knows it's like no, he's going to go join and go through training. He's going to go join an established organization that'll accept him. This isn't that. This is how he just wants to run off and join the literal soldiers who are running around in front of him. Yeah, he wants to be like a teenage mercenary. He thinks he can just be tagged in like that. It's just it's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's a uniform and a gun. Yeah, tag me in. Tag me in. Go kill some aliens. Oh dear. Uh, so. This is when Tim Robbins is like, hey, come in here, come in here. So they go into Tim Robbins' basement and we get a very extended sequence down here, actually. There's like a, you know, we spent like 20 minutes or something with like that yeah, down here. Yeah, it feels long too. Yeah, because there's a whole section where he's just quiet and they're talking to each other. And Tim Robbins says a couple of crazy little things, but it's like, okay, he's a bit cookie, but whatever. Um, because he's kind of like almost like the the old version of the the, the, the brother, the son because mm-hmm. he's like, no, nah, we got to fight back. We got to kill him. We got to kill yeah. the aliens. Um, Only he he has a plan, and he's got uh, he's got insider knowledge of how he can defeat them, and it's all just loony stuff. Yeah, it almost feels like he's supposed to represent, um, uh, like you know, like racists or whatever. Like you know, people who you know after nine eleven were very like anti immigration and then like you know, anti-Muslim and all that kind of thing. It almost feels like, it, like, it's not so much that I think it jives with the, what's actually happening in the movie Alien plot-wise, but just mm-hmm. the way he speaks and the way he's, so we're going to win this time and the, the, everything he says kind of feels like he's he's kind of fitting into that kind of mold. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And given that we have... I, I heard he's like a, he's a combination of three different characters from the original book. Okay. But, um, I don't, I don't really know. Like one of they must have run into like a prepper and then like a crazy conspiracy theorist guy and mm-hmm. someone else, and they just made them all the one person. Yeah, and maybe my mind's just going there because it's got all those you know post nine eleven parallels anyway. That, that that's what he's yeah. coming across as. But I mean, the the first shot in the movie, well, once you get past the Morgan Freeman, is just New York City without the towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Then, of course, things get a little bit more creepy, a little bit more dangerous. You know, he's talking to Dakota Fanning, you know, behind Tom Cruise's back, and and they're about to kind of fight, maybe even. But, of course, noises happen, and tripods are around. And eventually, mm-hmm. this is where we get the scene where the big eye comes in and, like, looks yeah. around. And we have... Cobra. We have them kind of ducking and like hiding, and this is all well shot. Like the actual tension of this stuff is pretty good. Oh yeah, it's it's good. You know, and I uh, tricking it with the mirror, you know, for a little bit, and then you know, all... it's it's very raptors in the kitchen. <laughs> it actually, it's very. You're right. Uh, see, that's that's why Spielberg's filmography is not as good after uh, the mid nineties because he just he done everything by that point, and now he's just repeating <laughs> things, uh, but. He uh so so they they kind of survive and, and after the eye some actual aliens come in and they're kind of like looking around and uh, there's like four of them actually because I, I, I was hard mm-hmm. to keep track of how many there was during the scene but it was when they were leaving you could clearly see there was four of them yeah uh, like four of them leave 
So, you know, that was a thing. Uh, but, I mean, it's during this scene that when the aliens show up that Tim Robbins, like, wants to do something. And he doesn't want to get, make any noise. And uh, that leads to the, the following scene where as soon as the aliens leave, like, he still wants to do something. And or Is this where we get the blood? Yeah, the blood veins, all the like the weird like strains and veins that are like appearing, all these red veins that the aliens are like growing yeah. everywhere are actually made of human blood. Yeah. Yeah. And like the blood like sets him off into a crazy frenzy thing where Tim Robson's trying to like bury something in the back, but he's mumbling like super loud and he's starting to shout and then Tom Cruise has to make the decision <laughs> to murder a man. One thing that I really liked the scene though before the, the actual murder part is uh when the the eye or whatever is going around uh and Tim Robbins has a shotgun and he's like slowly cocking it, like really as quietly as he can. Uh I, I do like the added element of this where Tom Cruise has to try and stop him from doing anything because he knows that mm-hmm. if he tries to fight that they're just gonna get killed. Uh there's no point in trying. So that added an extra layer to the, the menace. It wasn't just that they were hiding from the alien. It was also, oh, we have to stop the crazy man from trying to do a one-man, like, you know, attack. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, that I, was really good. Plus, you got the perspective from Dakota Fanning, who's looking at one half of the room with her dad fighting with this crazy guy, and then the other half of the room, you see mm. the alien searching around, and <laughs> it was good. Yeah, no, all that stuff was good. Um, and then the actual, the actual murder thing... Uh, I mean, he could have theoretically just knocked him out, right? He didn't necessarily kill him. Well, that's more of like a movie thing, right? Like you can knock somebody out. How do you how do you knock someone out without killing them? Uh, I know it happens in movies, but it actually doesn't really happen that often, right? It doesn't, no. But I'm just because we don't see what happens. It's intentionally behind the door, so I guess it's whatever we want it to be. Because what he really needs to do is incapacitate him, so he doesn't try to stop them from leaving or you know cause them any more trouble, right? So, yeah. like, I mean, he could, you know, punch him a bunch of times, then break his legs or something. I don't know. <laughs> Without him screaming. I mean, that's true. Okay. Now, admittedly, he probably punched him a few times and sh- strangled him till he died. I mean, that's probably the actual you know occurrence behind the i just assume strangle yeah. yeah uh so no i mean that's probably that it's probably that um so it is a pg-13 movie though so we don't really know yeah but the way he sits on the stairs after it's kind of like he, he has like a really dark moment yeah i feel <laughs> just needs to like collect himself after Joe, Joe, realize who he is now. Joey kind of hurts the, actually Joe, Joe when I was talking about the uh, the earlier scene with the mob right and now that, that's kind of an extension of that where I feel like uh, okay I get what it's doing here I understand why it's doing this beat where he has to kill this person and he's making this tough choice that he needs to do it um, mm-hmm. but something feels a little bit missing from it right Joe, Joe what I think is actually hurting these scenes in this movie is that I've since, since this came out and before this viewing I have seen The Road which uh, is a movie about how awful everyone else you're going to run into is and uh, mm-hmm. just how absolutely terrifying and depressing and morbid that movie is with like how bad like it is the, the condition did, did you see the road did, have you seen that um i i've seen parts of it it was one that i i kept catching on tv but i never mm. could catch it from the beginning 
Well, it is science fiction, so we'll, we, we will totally do it at some point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, because that movie is like a hard R of depression, of, of like mm-hmm. just how bad the world is and how bad the people are. Um, mm-hmm. and may, may, maybe, maybe this movie could have used just a little extra dose of something so that, like, the decision to kill this man wasn't as again sudden i suppose and maybe that's part of the point maybe the part of the point is, is that these things have rushed up on him and he has to make this call right now like he's just realized yeah. this in the moment uh so i i get that i get that i just i don't know if i was ready from a you know from a film like escalation point of view if i was quite at he used to kill someone uh in a one-on-one fight i wonder if it would have been better if they got somebody who wasn't tim robbins <laughs> like like more of a no-name kind of guy or someone who i could buy better as crazy sure because i don't know if i really bought his crazy very much and maybe it's just because i recognize him so well it might be because i i just see andy dufresne because that's like the one big thing that i know tim robbins from uh for the most part yeah but you know it, that's it is what it is. I they they get out the the, the thing though, and uh, well, I say they get out. I mean, Dakota gets snatched uh, by an arm, and is taken into this net thing underneath the tripod, and Tom Cruise gets this belt of grenades off of one of the dead soldiers, and tries to throw a grenade, doesn't work. Uh, but it gets his attention you know this is where we see the force field because he tries mm-hmm. to throw the grenade and it just kind of explodes you know a meter too far and uh, he gets nabbed and he's in a little cage with her and they're dangling because this is like right under the top of the tripod so this is like you know mm-hmm. a good 30-40 feet in the air or whatever it might be maybe even taller and uh, there's what do I call this it's, 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 an, ass, it's an asshole <laughs> there's an asshole at the, uh, underneath the, the tripod at the top of you know like above where they are there's a sphincter mm-hmm. that's sucking people in there's, there's, like a, there's like a tentacle that comes out and grabs people and then sucks them into the sphincter uh, and it grabs Tom Cruise and he's, he's got a belt of grenades though so he you know they all try to hold on to him to, so, that, so that he won't be taken but he, he goes inside willingly with the grenades he comes back out and uh, this takes down the tripod. This is the only tripod that we take down the whole movie before they start dying themselves. Mm-hmm. Is is with the one that's blown up from the inside, which makes sense. Which makes sense. I I, I can't really fault this. Yeah, and I think the 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 sphincter part makes it like more more believable because we know like inside it's probably all organic. Mm. It's not like just a machine or this this skeleton of metal inside as well. So it seems like, yeah, of course it's going to be more vulnerable because it's in the inside, but also if it's something organic there, then it can, you know, it can be, it has weaknesses like organic material would. Yeah. Uh, although it does look quite nasty when they fall because the, the little pod with all the people in it falls in like mm-hmm. water, but it's like water that's like full of branches. And I'm like, damn, yeah. if, you, if you land in that wrong, you're, that's you, you're dead. <laughs> like, Definitely. Uh, but I mean, this is basically the big climax of the movie, you know, barring the because you know because it's right after this that they get to Boston. You know, we cut to mm-hmm. them like arriving at Boston and they're going through, and there's like, already like a tripod that's down, and they're kind of like he's asking the soldiers like, "Hey, what happened? What happened?" Uh, and he's like, "I don't know. It, it was doing erratic movements and then just sort of keeled over earlier." 
And then another tripod shows up, which is similarly kind of going through some weird erratic movements, and it's kind of dangerous for a bit, and there's some riding around. Um, it's after this we get the, uh, the, you know, basically Tom Cruise notices that there's birds landing on it, so they're like, hey, the shield's down. Like the shield's yeah. not there anymore. So they're able to actually fire some rockets and take it down, and they completely wreck a building in doing so. Because the thing falls through the whole building. Whatever. The whole world is wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and this is where we get the sort of classic sort of remake scene of the, the hand, you know, falling out of the uh, the ship mm-hmm. and like seeing the hand die. Uh, I thought they kind of ruined that a little bit by the, the camera then going up and seeing the face afterwards. I'm like, I nah. thought so too. Yeah, it's like, no, just, just, Why not the just hand. stick on the hand. Yeah, too much, too much movie. Calm down. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess you must have been happy though they kept away from the, uh, the RGB eye thing lights yeah that's true although i do think the the design of like the the alien heads is, looks an awful lot like the swan ships from without the cobra mm. head yeah i can I see think that maybe that was their little like homage <laughs> i can see that uh so he gets basically to wherever the you know the wife is with her parents and we get the big you know dramatic you know reunion as she runs out and hugs her daughter and he's walking slowly up to the up to the, the house and god damn that engine's loud and <laughs> and we have uh you know the shot from behind because it doesn't reveal him from the front it's like from behind there's someone else there who comes down and comes towards them and then we see it's the son the oldest you know the, the brother is there and he, he finally hugs tom cruise because the movie started with the, him refusing to hug tom cruise when he first came mm-hmm. out the car at the start he didn't. He wouldn't hug him. He hugs him at the end. Arc complete. He keep. He keeps calling him dad over and over again. Yeah. And we get to see the grandparents who were the stars in the last movie we watched. There you go. Yeah. What a nice way to include them. Um. So, not only did he just run off and like go to fight with the army, he actually instead Which, got. As soon as he ran over the hill, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned it, but like, the whole hill caught on fire and exploded. Yeah. And then a big tripod came out from the other side, so we just assumed he died instantly. So not only that, nor did he run off with the army, and then survival or not, he actually made it to the mum before Tom Cruise and Dakota Fanning did. Mm-hmm. Like, what exactly was he doing in this time? Did he just sort of change his well, mind? Well, he wasn't hanging out in a barn or in the basement of some weirdo's house. Yeah, but like, but he is still like really filthy, so it kind of implies that he just got there also. Like, I mean, you could argue that once this, the because it's not even like everyone knows the tripods are being defeated. Like, we we know that one fell over in the area because again, communications mm-hmm. are down. It's not like people are on communication with each other. Um, so it's not even like we can say, oh, he realized that the war was ending, so he just went home. <laughs> like, like it's been too mm-hmm. quick for that. I don't know. Everything with the teenage son in this movie with joining the army the way he leaves the movie the way he comes back miraculously all of it is the worst part of the movie it really is yeah none of it makes any goddamn sense i like the baseball throwing scene (laughs) sure yes the baseball throwing scene is fine perfectly fine uh and dakota fanning does yell and scream a lot in this movie but she's not really that irritating like i still buy that she's just a little girl who's really scared yeah like i said there was that one at the side of the road where she was yelling as the other two were fighting which did feel kind of annoying 
and just uh yeah. whiny but like otherwise yeah it always made sense and she was always kind of on point um and i don't know if i've came across as too negative because i actually do think the movie's solid in a lot of places i think the o- overall too, look is actually, good yeah. i think the action is typically the suspense is typically good so, which these are the things that matter because that's what most of the movie is it's just the- i think it's a pretty solid disaster film and i like that it comes from that perspective instead of the war movie that we got with the last one yeah even though it's called war of the worlds <laughs> It is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, to be to be fa- to be fair though, I would also I would critique the book more than the movies for that. The the title, <laughs> while it sounds cool, isn't really actually you know that accurate to what the movie or the story is. Unless you consider Mother Earth, the, the one the the second army. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, Morgan Freeman's. Oh, pardon me. Morgan Freeman's narration comes back in, and uh, what like the original movie, it's actually the, the you know the, the 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 small life the forms, germs. the germs, the bacteria, all that stuff uh, that killed the aliens and saved the day. Although, I mean, there was a lot of implied destruction in the first one, but in this movie, it feels like millions of people have been killed already. Like, yeah, they have wiped out like half the population of the planet at least. At least, yeah yeah they were just vaporizing people left and right as soon as they showed up and it's been like days so all that red weed is made out of blood and it rains blood everywhere so i mean that's a lot of blood yes uh and then and then all it all goes to dust as well you know tom cruise picks up it goes gray and he kind of it just sort of dusts on his hands the the red veins Mm -hmm. uh so that's the first sign that they're dying yep 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 yep. uh so I don't know. Um, it's just, you know, I'd say it's a good movie, um, if not a great one. And I actually, I went on Blu-ray, bizarrely, <laughs> um, and I hadn't watched it yet on my disc. Uh, Did you watch any bonus features? Uh, I haven't yet. There's quite a lot on here, actually, though. Um, I think when this was on DVD, I think the extras were on a second disc. Uh, so it's, it's, it's like a full two hours of making of stuff or something like that. Um which now because it's blurry you can just fit it on the one disc so it doesn't really matter but um yeah there's a bu- bunch of bunch of stuff on here um this was one of these ones where this used to be really common where you would get like a three for 20 or five for 30 mm-hmm. and there'd be like two that you really want it's like, well i mean well it's actually cheaper to get a third one to get the deal than it is to just buy the two that i want so i'll get a third one and th- this is one of many in my collection that are the third one <laughs> In those sorts of situations where I remember kind of liking that. Yeah, sure, I'll have it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched this since the theater, and uh, I still think it's a good movie. Like, it's definitely a fun disaster film, and like the tense scenes in it are really good. And it's still Spielberg. Like, he knows how to how to do those kind of scenes, and um, he's good with kids. So you're getting good kids. I do think it's one of his better movies from like the 2000 onwards because. I think Spielberg's career since then has been a little more spotty and for the most part kind of dull. Um, I, thought- I, I don't know. I like, I like Bridge of Spies and I like um, Lincoln. I know uh, you don't. Yeah, but... Lincoln bored the absolute ever piss out of me. But, the- <laughs> but like, I remember Catch Me If You Can being not bad. Uh, the Terminal was enjoyable yeah, enough. Um, Terminal is a is a odd one for him, but it's a fine little like Tom Hanks showcase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like but none, none of these really compare to me to like his you know his golden age like his yeah there's know. no jaws 
oh, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Riddles of the Lost Ark, like all these, you know, biggies. Hey, Garrus, what are you doing here? You little menace. Yes. Kitty Cat, Kitty Cat's want to invade the podcast. <laughs> Off you go, Cat. All right, <laughs> so, uh, yes. But no, I mean, I think, I think it's a solid enough movie. Uh, it, it was funny to me watching it again now is like just how, just how like, when we were in the 2000s, I didn't really think the 2000s had a feel, but, like, when you go back and watch the movies, like, they were this much later. We're actually just at the start of the 20s now. We're, we're, we're you know, we're in another decade mm-hmm. beyond that. And watching this now, I'm like, yeah, this feels like a mid-2000s movie. And I'm like, oh, there is a feeling to that. There's a feeling to these movies from this era. Yeah, I think... I guess there is, like, a post, post-9-11... Um, theme going on with a lot of war films and uh, I think we get a lot of war films after 9-11 for a little while mm. and this feel, this is definitely one of them um, even though it's a disaster movie but it's still shot like a war film yeah like the hand, handheld like you said and um and I, yeah, I still like it. I still think it's a, a fun watch, and the the scenes alone are really good. I guess the overall movie is is it's better than it's it's between good and great. I think I think it has a lot of potential to be great if it just fixed a couple of things. But oh well, it's the movie we got. <laughs> yeah, I I do like it more than the one that we watched, the original one. Yeah, I might be inclined to agree with that. Not by like a huge margin. I think there's obviously stuff in the original that that has more charm than this one does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the raw kind of like actual excitement and again, one of the big complaints I had about the original was that there was not really char- characters to latch onto. And this mm-hmm. at least attempts that. I, I don't know if it's like a hundred percent successful necessarily, but it does attempt that uh, mm-hmm. and and tries to. So, uh, you know, there's. That's what it is. Tom Cruise runs from things, which is something that Tom Cruise loves to Always do. Always fun. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> so, War of the Worlds 2005. Tara, what are you rating it? I I really want to give the movie an 8. I don't know if it deserves a full 8. It's definitely one point off for the, the Sun character. <laughs> <laughs> he, he deducts a full point and I think the other problems are another point so I still think it's really it's really fun it's a really successful disaster film the set pieces are good there's just some problematic scenes with the the exposition and just some of the character decisions and um, but for the most part like you're gonna have a good time watching it so I'll go 7.5. It's 7.5. Interesting. So you think this is better than the original, but notably you give it the same rating. Didn't I give that one a 7? I gave it a 7. Now you give it a 7.5. I guess I have to give it an 8 then. I want to give it an 8. Yes, I've exposed your your bed of lies. I said I wanted to give it an eight. I just don't know if it deserves it, but I do, I do like it more than the last one. So yeah, I'll give it an eight. There you go. Solid logic. Uh, 
No, I mean, I think it's shot very well. I like that it has a distinct feel to it. Um, it is very intense in places. And I think it's it's very sort of up close and intense as well. You always feel like mm-hmm. you're kind of... You're going through the movie from a very narrow viewpoint. Now, admittedly, when it comes to movies that focus on just, like, one, like, normal family in the middle of, like, some sort of alien invasion, not my favourite. I have to, And you know what? I, I don't know how people feel about this movie now, but... Uh, like I'd have to give it to Signs if I'm if I'm comparing. Obviously, it's not an action like disaster movie. It's a very different movie, but it, but I had the same kind of mentality of like, no, we're not going to like cut to like the White House and like you know soldiers and like people making mm-hmm. decisions. We're just going to stay with the family the whole time from their perspective. Yeah, uh, Signs is pretty good. So, uh, but this offers a very sort of action packed take on it. Like you say, it's very much a war movie and how it's shot and. Uh, I think in that sense, it's very effective. Uh, some of the character stuff doesn't work for me amazingly, but at least they did try. Uh, obviously, the the brother being the the real sticking point of, no, this this guy's a dick and he makes no sense. And <laughs> why is he miraculously alive at the end when he really should be dead? Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it would have been pretty ballsy if they actually killed him off right away. I, and I, kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's kind of uh, the ending of him coming back is much like the exposition scene that I was complaining about, where they're just mm-hmm. they're very like Hollywood cheesy moments that shouldn't really be there, but they are. Yeah. Like, and, you, and because this movie almost feels like it's desperately trying to not be cheesy Hollywood the rest of the time, those mm-hmm. two moments really stick out as being really Hollywood cheese. Yeah. Would you rate it? Uh, I would give a. Uh, I'll give it a 7.5. I'll go up 0.5 like you did. <laughs> <laughs> half a point for Spielberg yeah half a point for Spielberg you did it so yeah that's it though I mean as much as I'm rating them fairly closely like what makes each one good is very different like they, they, they both I have agree. different strengths and weaknesses uh, that is War of the Worlds 2005 uh, I can tell you what's coming next time we are doing a newer film next time which we know very little about but we are going to tackle Code 8 uh, which stars the Amel brothers and might might, might end up being good might end up being terrible who knows maybe maybe it'll be another captive state or don't know what this is yeah so isn't that kind of no exciting idea. though to not know to just go in blind because you never know what you may get yeah it's true i did that with um a couple movies on the show so far and i don't think i gave them good ratings so hey well you loved the day they asked caught fire that was that was actually that's true that was really good yeah, yeah i gave that a nine Garris, be quiet, cat. I'm trying to outro the show. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, so next time we'll do Code 8. Uh, so you can look forward to that. Uh, you can, of course, let us know what you thought of The War of the Worlds in the comments below. You can like and subscribe. You can ding the bell on YouTube. You can support us in a couple of different ways. You can rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and a nice little review. Uh, it helps more people find us that way. You can support us by sharing the podcast out on social media or t- tell your friends about us. Um, I'm sure they'll be so happy that you did uh, when they hear how adequate this show is. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's a fine show. Uh, I give it pa- 7.5. We, we mentioned Patreon earlier, of course. You can go to Patreon if you want to support us financially, get some bonuses for your troubles. Uh, but of course, uh, you can look for other MailFuzz TV content. Tara, why don't you promote something from MailFuzz TV? Well, it's the beginning of a new year for us, so we have a bunch of countdowns. If you want to check out our top 25 films, sci-fi, sci-fi films of the decade, you can check that out. I think we have our top 50 from every mild fuzz, or most of them anyway, 
crew members coming out, uh, top 50 horror films of the decade, plus some end of the year stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And as every male fuzz TV person, they're doing a top 50. It's a whole five. The whole, the whole five. Yeah, though. so if you haven't checked those videos out, check them out. All, all five Power Rangers uh, United. Uh, I have a red one. No, you no, you're the pink one, obviously, because the original, the original Japanese uh, Super Sentai that it's based on, the Yellow Ranger was a guy, so it works out perfectly, right? It works out perfectly. Yeah, but the red one was the leader I until mean, Tommy got there. But Tommy's better than the red one. Green's better than the red. Well, green is my favorite color, but the pink one's always the worst one. How? She's like every boy in my generation's first crush. Like, don't don't you diss the Pink Ranger, damn it. That's not. That's not why I want to be the Pink Ranger, though. I want to be the red one because I want people to take me seriously. People take Kimberly seriously. She's got her gymnastics. Didn't even break a nail. <laughs> she's okay. She's like that in episode one. I I'll grant you, she's like a ditzy bimbo in episode one but like not for much longer like okay what about billy you can be the nerd fine i'll be the pink ranger <laughs> well wait which one's a pterodactyl that's pink okay yeah you're right i should be the pink one. Oh, see there you got the good dinosaur you're happy now um yeah although the red one's a t-rex but whatever yeah i guess i'm red by default because i'm the leader but <laughs> He's not actually my favorite, even of the original five. I have Are to you say. Red Leader? Standing by? Are you trying to turn us to a Star Wars reference? How dare you? <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? I'm done with Star Wars. Me and Star Wars have broken up. <laughs> I'm serious. I know you're sad about it. I'm sorry. I'll give you your space. I'm done. I'm done. You need time to heal. Star Wars is all done. I'm sorry. Rise of Skywalker was terrible. Mandal- You're just heartbroken right now. <laughs> I know. Mandalorian was just fine, but like, if you don't care about Star Wars, there's nothing to care about in it. I just, I, I'm done. I'm done with Star Wars. I know. I know. Don't worry. Mandalorian will be back next year. <laughs> you'll get me more Baby Yoda, and you'll finally figure out what that black saber is all about. I know you're excited. Oh, 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 oh. oh, do I ever not give a shit about that stupid saber? Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you need a nap. Baby Yoda getting punched was okay, though. That was a nice scene. Yeah, I knew that I'd stop the jokes. I knew that I'd break the break the, the, the streak. Yeah. Ha ha. Bye, everybody. I know, I know how to make people hurt. Uh, yes. Baby Yoda sucks. Gizmo's better. <laughs> hard disagree gizmo is better gizmo is the original baby yoda and everyone knows it to be true so yes that is uh what was i saying yes that is us so check out all the top lists and things uh thank you very much for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching science fiction movies guys and computer add salsa yum yum